everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from blustery Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, it's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I am Dan. And coming up today, oh, a good man died. Oh. A funny man died. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I agree with either. Of sorts. A creator of things. <laughs> Jack Chick. Yeah. A name not known by me until he died. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd the... heard of Chick Tracks. Oh, okay. I, I'd heard, I, but I knew nothing about... I knew they were some conservative something or other, but and evangelical, okay. whatever. But I, I, I never really paid attention. Well, if you haven't heard of Chick Tracks, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to expose you to them. Uh, they're delightful <laughs> they're just a treat uh these are these are little comic books that that the uh, uh the, the christians some of you out there some of you listeners probably read distributed these yeah some of you handed these out to yeah. poor unwitting people in the in the yeah. uh hospital or so in, we're whatever. gonna do our best we'll yeah. uh we'll we'll discuss that yeah. uh coming up at the end of the show yeah towards you know yeah um uh, hey i'm gonna i so <laughs> You remember we talked a few weeks ago, a few months ago. I don't yeah. know how long ago. I'm bad at time. The some at at some time point ago. At, at some point in the last four years five. on this show, five five. Holy crap! <laughs> Said I was bad at time. Five years, Dan. At, but I don't think it was within the first year. So okay. anyway, yeah. uh, we talked about uh, Brigham Young University. Yeah, uh, your former. Yeah, I went there. Uh, a place that you I'll went admit, to school. I'll admit to that. You're not. You're not. It's not really your alma mater, though. You didn't no. graduate from there or anything. No, though I think to be an alma mater, you just have to have gone. Okay. I don't think I don't think you have to have graduated. But anyway, nor I would not claim it. No, because I I, I have a, not a fond. <laughs> uh, it's not. It wasn't a bad time. But it it's just wasn't my school. Anyway, it's owned by the the Marmons, and it's a it's a. It's a place, for instance, where, uh, uh, as we've talked about, you have to sign what they call the honor code. Uh, and it just makes makes those students just the best. Oh, yeah. The all the finest people. They all act uh, in upright <laughs> and upstanding ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they've signed this honor code, which basically, which has a lot of rules. I oh, mean, my God. I mean, this thing controls where you can live. And by the way, yeah, BYU housing, you have to have BYU approved housing. You don't have to live on campus. No. But your apartment building uh -huh. has to be vetted. Approved. By BYU. It's turned it into something of a racket. Yeah. The housing is ridiculous down there. Yeah. It's, For, I don't, it's like, kind of dumb. It does mean that you're not living, the students aren't out in hovels, you know, holed mm. up in shitty apartments. But it means they're... Six six kids living in one apart one like three bedroom apartment. All the same gender. No, all the same gender. None of whom are allowed to have someone of the opposite gender over after ten o'clock. Yeah, and I and I, I think. think there's there's a thing about you can't go past like the you, well you can't go into the bedrooms right of right the opposite gender right folk. Lots of things like this. Yeah. Lots of rules, obviously. Rules, rules, and rules. No drugs or alcohol. No uh, no beards for men. None. Uh, no. Like no, long, no hair past the collar of your shirt. No. For, for a man. Uh, all, of, all of all of this sort of thing. 
It's enforced. You uh, you can very easily get uh, booted from the university. You cannot use library services. You can't eat at the Cougar Eat. I think you can't eat at the Cougar Eat. If you're on probation, if you're on... Uh... No, like if you have a beard. Oh, if you have a beard. Right. And I know the way that they really get you... Because, I mean, your professors are supposed to, like, talk to you or report you or whatever, mm. right? But, like, the way they really get you is you can't go to the testing center. And oh. almost all your classes take advantage of the testing center, <laughs> right? And they will not let you take a test. I'll tell you this. I went to BYU once. Uh, I, they had a book that I needed when I was in college at the U, uh-huh. at the University of Utah. And at that time, I had long hair and a beard. And I had to go and get a, a book from the BYU library mm. uh, because they were the only ones that had it. And, uh, and I was walking across campus and everyone just watched me. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. All these people just not malicious. They didn't look angry or whatever. They just stared. But you looked different. They just tracked me as I walked through. It was the weirdest thing. All everything else was just this gray, just blending in of everything. Right, everybody. And then here was Dan Beecher, looking like looking like bright red biblical character. You were the little girl in Schindler's List. I tell you what, I yeah, (laughs) like I know that it must be what it's like to to you know be a dwarf or be, you know, a seven foot tall person or be, you know, like Mm. all of these people who have like this characteristic that just makes them very different. Mm. You know, nobody's, nobody's feeling malicious toward them. Maybe somebody is, but mostly it's just, they just watch. And I was, it was very strange. Anywho, I should get to the story. Is there a story? There is a story here. Uh, Oh, good. You remember we talked about how there, uh, there was a big uproar because there were, because rape victims, we're being reported to the honor code, uh, to to the honor honor guard, the and, honor, and the the raped person was the one getting in trouble. Got in trouble. Got k- often, sometimes kicked out of the school. Yeah, because she had been engaged. You know, she she would say, "I was at a party and I was, and yes, there was drinking, but I was also raped." And then they'd be like. Well, sorry about the rape. You're out of the school. We're going to have to ding you for that drinking thing. Right. Bye-bye. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, put a bit of a chill, to say the least, on the reportings of rape and sexual assault yeah. on the campus, yeah. which is why BYU is so gleefully claims, look how few rapes and sexual assaults we have. It's amazing. Right, because they've set up a system where nobody wants to report it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they've... They've actually uh, changed their policy. <gasps> uh, after so much public outcry, it makes you want to weep. Right. Finally, they, they had a, uh, a commission. They set aside a commission to look at how they were being, how, how people were being treated. Okay. So that uh, to, to discover uh, if maybe there might be some policy changes they could make, ah. uh, which they did. So now the advisory council has uh, has said, uh, maybe let's not refer anyone who's reporting sexual assault to the honor code people. Oh. So they're, they're, these are now going to be had, handled by two totally different groups, oh. and the honor code office will not uh, be involved anymore. 
which actually I shouldn't say that. Yeah. That's what the the, the university has decided to uh, adopt these policies. Now it goes to a student advisory board and a faculty advisory board for uh for approval. So it still has so it to could still get fucked up. It still has to jump through some hoops. They still have which a is very... like the most obvious uh thing in the universe. Well, we got to go through channels. <laughs> We got. We definitely got to go through channels. We we wouldn't want to piss anybody off about this. Yeah, it's amazing. Huh. I had a friend te- message me, and she was like, uh, "You know, it's sad that that the church refuses to change a policy until they're called on. You know, until decency screams out at them." And I was like, uh, "This isn't decency. This is bad bad publicity." Yeah, the church caves only to bad publicity. Yeah, they only get that. You know. God only chooses to talk to their to his mouthpiece, <laughs> right? When the publicity gets bad, right? That's when God notices. Ooh, oh, wait a second! Did this make the times? Oh shit! <laughs> ah, son of a bitch! <laughs> okay, okay, change it. Damn it! It's national news. We'll change it. I, you know, in my eternal, you know, wisdom and my constant, you know, yeah, exactly. vision and uh, couldn't. We don't want to change anything. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, Dan. Yeah, what? Uh, I've established that I want to be cremated. Okay. Uh, and apparently, about 50% of Americans now uh, would strongly consider uh, cremation. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's the... It's uh, cheap and easy. It's well, I yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, when you do think about the expenses of a coffin and burial, yeah. yeah, I mean, it does make sense. Why, why spend all that money? Right. I don't know that I would do it strictly for that. I like no, the I like the idea of just being burned up and pulverized. Yeah. Right. It's nice. Done. What a lovely thought. Um. Well, I I guess I had never really thought um, about. What the Catholics think oh, about cremation. Sure. Uh, apparently, they don't like it. Oh. Right? Oh. Uh, but the, the, the church's official stance is, it's okay. Okay. Right? There's nothing wrong with it per se, but <laughs> we would prefer for you to be buried in a box. Because your body is sacred. Is what the Pope says, right? <laughs> your body's sacred, and we don't want to say that God couldn't find all your bits and pieces at the resurrection, but this is this is the best thing to do with your body. Right? <laughs> uh, however, they just this week have come out with a statement uh, about trying to draw some lines around cremation mm. and say, you know what like d- d- this whole scattering of your ashes thing <laughs> not a good idea we don't like this <laughs> we don't like this have you even seen the big lebowski you just shouldn't <laughs> do it it's gonna blow back into your face <laughs> uh they really do not like the idea this whole like turning uh the ashes into jewelry like in- incorporating it into like i guess they put them into like fake diamonds oh yeah you can you can actually have them you can have your the carbon from your ashes yeah turned into a diamond yes they hate that idea really really that shocks me because let me tell you something if there's one thing the catholic church likes it's bling i know 
You would think that they'd be down well, for diamonds. And what a love! Like some, so many people get you know grandma's wedding ring, right? Right, right. Why not actually have grandma on your wedding ring? Exactly my point. Beautiful, stunning. What a wonderful statement as well. Oh, grandma, grandma's your princess cut remains are on my finger. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, they also. What's really, the problem with it? Did they say? Just they don't like it. Just, well, it's sacrilegious. Oh. It is. You know what it is? It's, you know, ashes are one thing. God can find little bits of ashes. But once they're in a diamond, do you know how hard it is to extract? <laughs> like, God has to, like, take all the bits out and, like, reverse that whole process. That is not, you know, God doesn't have time God, for that. You know, we've <laughs> talked about this idea before. Um, I love these kind of rules and guidelines because all they're doing is making God small and weak. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. and they make him petty. Yeah. Right. That he cares about the, these things. Like, like your body's like what? What the fuck? No, it's not. I it's, always loved it's the gonna I- sit there and rot and and, and, and like that's and, and they're talking about like the dead bodies in the form of God. It's in the same form of God, right? Right. So therefore, you don't desecrate it. And it's like it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because let me tell you something. Uh, that body, it. It's going to get, get desecrated. <laughs> I like, know. If it's us, if it's worms, if it's whatever, maggots. I know. It's going to be desecrated. Yeah. And apparently they don't like the, the cremains being left. Like, they don't. Oh, I hate this that whole word, thing, cremains. Your, your, your father right over here, Dan. Who's sitting behind us currently <laughs> in a box. Uh, they don't like that either. Oh. This should be at a burial place. Oh. He can't just be hanging out in your house. Oh, I, now I get it. Now I know exactly what's happening. What's that? Pope Francis is in be, in in league with uh, with big burial. Pope, Probably Pope, Pope, Pope Francis has been getting kickbacks from uh, from from big funeral. <laughs> it's a huge industry. It is a huge industry. You know, industry. Um, everybody takes advantage at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some great little. Um, gems in here. Yeah. Um, talking about some of the ways that people are, uh, what they're doing with their cremains and mm. all of these things the church has a problem with. Okay. Um, loading your cremains into shotgun shells so that family members <laughs> can take them on turkey hunts. That's a real thing. I looked it up. There's a company that puts the ashes into shotgun shells and part of like the history of the company they talk about how the guy's like yeah i was out hunting turkeys and i thought the last thing i want a turkey to see is me coming at him 30 miles per hour or however fast a probably shotgun. more than 30 40 miles per hour <laughs> <laughs> um and uh what, what was uh there was uh you know um inserted into coral reefs no uh scattered under a favorite tree no no like like what is this is like somebody's like they they're they find some comfort in the thought of being i don't know if they should be putting out on on coral reefs because the coral reefs are in trouble and all this kind of stuff i won't i don't want to do anything to risk the coral reefs right but being put under your favorite tree what the fuck is wrong with that yeah that gives you some some sense of peace that that like you know what like I know I'm dead. Yeah. I know I'm gone. I don't exist anymore. But I just like the idea of my body being done with the, you know, pushing the way that some, I wanted pushing it. Pushing up some daisies. You know, like, like the whole, tree. 
you know, there should be 40 acres somewhere that's with high fences and barbed wire on top with wild wolves roaming around. Mm. Right? So that yeah. bodies can just be taken out there. This was your dad's that, thing. My right? dad would have loved to be get, But, I mean, he would have loved to be taken to the woods and just thrown to the, the wolves. But, yes. Right. Yeah. But, you know. That's like real return to nature shit. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, yeah, it, that's it's all... A little kooky. What what really gets me is like you know when you look at the cycle of physical of life of, of life, you look at you know our bodies get decayed and moldy uh-huh. and then you know eaten by little critters and yeah. those critters get eaten by bigger critters and or like turn into you know fertilizer for plants yeah. or whatever. Eventually, bits of our bodies become bits of other people's bodies. Yes, probably. Yes, or at least some of us. So then God has to decide, like, what bits of my, is that, you know, is this little, are these molecules Frank, uh-huh. or are they Josephine from 1832? Because yeah. we don't know, because it's the same molecules. It's yeah. the same atoms. Yeah. What are we going to do? Well, that's you, a mystery, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, it's tricky. It's no. I, God's sorting, gotta, sorting the whole thing. That's what the millennium's for. God's God's got a conundrum. For sorting out hands. the molecules. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, I, I'm going to move on to uh, the Pope. Ah, yes. Uh, who has spent? So Pope Francis is a man uh, who doesn't need a lot in his life. Oh, he's, he's not a man who needs. Fancy, uh, he's, he's not a fancy man. No. He, uh, you know, he, he dro- eschews the Prada shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he doesn't have, you know, he, he drove a Ford Focus around town. Yeah. He doesn't need, he doesn't need. No. All the glitz and glamour. That's not why he got into the. No, he's not the in the whole priestly game. No, he's not in it for the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Right. Uh, he's going to piss off a lot of future popes. I'm going to tell you right now. There there will be a new museum in Italy. Oh, Castel Gandolfo. Okay. Uh is a is basically a summer retreat, a a, a resort a, a retreat for popes. It's owned by the Vatican and it uh, it's this lavish castle as uh-huh. you, as you might expect. Right. Um he's turning it into a He's museum. he's he's decommissioning it. As summer home, oh, and turning it into a museum. My God, <laughs> he has not used it really at all. He's visit, he's visited it, but he hasn't used it at all. Well, and uh, he just looked looked. He visited and just looked around with this like purse, just judgy pursed. Oh, uh, this is awful. Apparently, one of the first things he did was visit. Uh, he wasn't pope yet, or maybe he was pope. But like early, early on, he visited Benedict, who was chilling there. Oh, okay. Be- Benedict was like. He loved it. He he said, "I'm leaving," and then peaced out to Gandalf. He was sunning in the back. Yeah, and uh, apparently, uh, yeah. So we know that we know that he's visited, that Francis has visited. But yeah, he's gonna he's he's decided that that's for the people now. Wow, good for him. Yeah, yeah, you know. and shitty for future popes. <laughs> Oh, that Francis! He God. ruined it for all of us. Girl, that was the best part. <laughs> That's I don't even want to be Pope anymore. I was here for Castel Gandolfo. Yeah, that's what I was in for. That's 
It's the whole reason I wanted to be Pope. Gandalf's castle. Yeah. <laughs> you shall not Pope. Is that? Oh, I that's know, Gan- that's no Gandalf's. Pose. Yeah. Oh, Gan- that's Castel Gandalfo. Oh, oh. Yeah. okay. All right. Well, Dan, back to back to the U.S. And all right, fine. Uh, and a, and a, and a lovely prayer garden. Oh, oh, in uh, Roanoke, in Virginia, if that's where uh, <laughs> Roanoke is. <laughs> We're good at geography. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, there is a, uh, they're calling it a dog chapel. Oh, goody. It's a play. It's a, it's a prayer garden an an open air chapel, uh, where you can go and pray with your dog for the puppies, for the puppies. Oh, um, pastor Quentin Madden, uh, <laughs> A uh, he uh, is a uh, he's been a minister for thirty some odd years, uh-huh. and he's he's uh, one of the things that drew him to Roanoke is that it's just a dog friendly town, and he was looking at the his church's uh, prayer garden, which of course nobody was using. No, nobody uses a prayer garden, folks. No, no, no. It just it, it it's a terrible idea. That's where you go to smoke weed at the, in the middle of the night. <laughs> And so he says, you know what? Let's turn this into a chapel, an open air chapel. Okay. And let's let people bring their dogs. And we're going to set it up. It's, there's going to be a cross. Uh, they've put a small statue of St. Francis of Assisi out there. You know, if they're really the going to make the, of animals. the dogs feel uh, comfortable, they should put a little puppy up on the cross and make it a crucifix. Oh. dog, little doggy cross. That's great. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? That's, I love That's it. exactly what they Or should. just a, like a giant bone. Like it, it's the cross is made out of bones. <laughs> and then the dog it's, is nailed it's a cross to crossbones. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so he goes there often with his dog Chipper, uh, and, uh, he finds it, quote, a sacred place. Mm. Uh, one can certainly pray anywhere. However, there is something compelling about prayer in sacred places, and we hope that this will be a comfort and, and, and that it will encourage those in our church, uh, and community to come and pray. Mm. And, uh, yes. You know, dog lovers are funny people. Well, you're a dog owner. I'm a dog owner, and I love my dog. But you're not you're not like a dog person. I don't know that I am. Not in that way. Not, no. My dog doesn't go everywhere with me. I mean, partly because he would attack everyone. <laughs> well, he, maybe that's why you should have socialized. You should socialize him more. Take him out. He No, I've read up on the whole yeah, thing. He's just, his, the anger, his, his stranger danger is really hard to... Uh, Partly because of the breed and partly just because he was not socialized. I got him when he was old, you know, two years old. Right. And he was already a mess. And uh, so we're, but we're making strides. Yeah, he's Slow great. strides uh, forward. And maybe in five or six years, he'll be Too old calmer. and decrepit to attack anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a sweet little dog. But, but, so but you, yes, you, right. you don't not, feel not, like you have a need to uh, to go pray with your dog. Well, let's say I had like a a border collie, <laughs> sure. Right? Oh who yeah, came with me everywhere. And those guys everywhere. are they are devout. Yeah, I love a border collie. The border collie is really sweet, the, the, very religious, very religious dogs. <laughs> and uh, so let's say I had, and he was just he loved everybody and got along with all dogs. 
Um, I would say, yeah, probably not. Yeah. I still wouldn't, nope. you know, no. take him everywhere with me. Well, there you go. I don't, you know, sometimes you got, it's, uh, maybe it's a smart move. Maybe, I mean, people, you say, hey, this is a place for your dog. Yeah. People might show up. Who knows? Well, no, apparently people are showing up. Are they? Yeah, no, they like it. I mean, it's working. Dog owners like a dog park. They well. like any place that they can take their dog. Uh, because, you know, it, that, that can be tricky. Right. You know, figure out where you can. Home Depot, for whatever reason, right? Sure, you take, take your, your dog. dog. Yeah. Can't you? I Probably. I think you can. I think I've seen dogs there. Yeah. Yeah. Because what better place to take your dog than a place that has just aisle after aisle of wildly poisonous stuff in possibly puncturable... Uh, Sharp things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. I'm going to take us from uh, from praying dogs to gaying Mormons. What? Yeah, well, uh, so, again, I, I wow, I've got two stories that are Mormon and that are references to stories that we did a, a long time ago. Oh, interesting. The Mormons okay. a while ago came out with their little website, Mormons and Gays. Oh, boy. You remember this. Uh, yeah. It was meant to be sort of a reaching out with... Like an outstretched poking finger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gaze. Hey, gaze. No, no. Come to us. Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> it, I mean, it was like this sort of like, we almost kind of accept you a little bit. Sort of. Yeah. Well, they've, really... they've completely revamped it. Oh, no. Now it is Mormon and gay. That's interesting. Not two different groups. Yeah. But it is for those gays who are also the Mormons. You're going to say gays? The gays. <laughs> That's their word. Mormons and gays. <laughs> there's, a, there's something about pluralizing it, Dan. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't understand why they don't like it. We called them gays. <laughs> the blacks get mad, too. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> What's next? The illegals will be pissed off? I don't know. Anyway, um, the uh, the uh, the Mormon Church has it, again trying to reach out, and now it's about. And yes, they still use phrases like same sex attraction. No, fuck them. So stupid. But they all. But I mean, it's called gay Mormon and gay. <laughs> and there's Mormon always and gay. It's a it's a buddy. Uh, <laughs> it's a buddy rom com <laughs> duo. Right. Oh, Mormon. <laughs> oh, hey, gay. <laughs> oh, hi, gay. <laughs> hey, gay, do you want to go bowling? Sure, Mormon. What do you want to do after? <laughs> <laughs> Not that, gay. <laughs> Silly. Um, That's so stupid. If man. you go to mormonandgay.lds.org, by the way, what you'll both basically mostly see is heartwarming videos. Oh, I love heartwarming videos. Um, Some of them are nice-ish, like, you know, moms talking about still loving their gay son, even though he's obviously going straight to hell. Uh, and then yeah. other ones, uh, videos, where <laughs> one of the ones I watched, quite delightful, uh, a gay man uh, in his 30s, probably, maybe 40s, I don't know, okay. uh, who, talking about how it was hard for him to wrap his mind around permanent lifelong celibacy forever oh. and never having a partner <laughs> forever but he figured it out 
That's <laughs> he's, so sad. He's made he's made his peace with it. He he understands now how oh, it works. No. He's thought his way through it. Oh no. So uh poor guy. Yeah, you can go to that and and uh yeah, videos with titles such as No Blessings Denied the Faithful. Oh. Except the blessing of sex <laughs> and the blessing of, you know, a fulfilling, loving yeah. relationship. Oh my god, yeah. You can marry a woman, Frank. If you want to be a Mormon, you can get married. They still they still allow that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, sure. That's nice. Uh nothing nothing better. Great for you and for the lady. <laughs> like what what nice Mormon girl doesn't want to be married to a man who has absolutely zero attraction to her? A nice lesbian. A nice lesbian. Yeah. Who doesn't want her her, her husband Keep your hands it. off of me? All right, good night, honey. I'll see you. I'm going upstairs to bed. Okay, I'm going downstairs to bed. Good night. It's uh, perfect. It's a yeah. match made in heaven. It really is. And it happens. Oh, yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's one of those things where the two people in the uh, in the singles ward get together and say, Hey, you feel safe. Yeah, you do too. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Oh, yeah, so go there, watch some terrible yes. videos, and have your heart warmed. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Dan. Yo. Death. <laughs> it comes to us all. It does. And for some, sooner than others. Mm-hmm. And for some, they simulate it sooner. Oh. Rather than wait for the real thing. Oh. Or at least that's the thing that's happening. It's a big trend in South Korea at the moment. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh... South Koreans who've been wondering what it would be like to attend their own funeral uh, have been finding out. Well, we all want that. (laughs) However, it's not what I thought. Oh? When I read the headline and kind of started down the road into this article. Uh, That's true. It's not about going and gathering all your friends together. And and, having them say nice things. And hearing them say only good things about you. (laughs) Uh, No... This is sort of a going through the ritual of um, preparing yourself to go in to the coffin. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear. <And> so, <laughs> so, so. Can I just say, do? Koreans have a very different culture yeah. than Americans. Uh, so it's, this is all sponsored and paid for entirely by... Uh, a funeral service company. <laughs> These are free, by the way. Okay. You don't have to pay to go have this experience. Okay. Uh, you watch, uh, there's an instructional lecture and a video, and all the participants are led into a dimly lit hall that's decorated with chrysanthemums where they sit. Uh, often they start crying. Okay. Right? Sure. Um, and they sit next to their casket and they write their last testament. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they then dress themselves in burial shrouds. Okay. <laughs> and they lie down in the coffin. Okay. And then a man uh, who, uh, a man comes in. He's dressed in a black robe. Yeah. And he is, he plays the part of the envoy from the other world. Oh. And he hammers the lids closed. Oh. Okay. Wow. They are then left in the, 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 the casket for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, during which time they get to co- sort of consider their life. Sure. And uh, what they've been doing with it. 
consider what a panic attack might feel like. <laughs> sure, whatever. They let them out. Ponder and had... the fact that you need to pee. All of those things. Yeah, yeah. I would instantly have to pee <laughs> the moment the first nail went in. Oh wait, 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 wait! Oh damn! Okay, uh, I can hold this. I have to do this for ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Gotta fine. go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Oh, this sucks. I peed your casket. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was warm at first, and then it got cold. <laughs> um, Fifteen thousand people have participated in the program. Uh, If that were here, I gotta say, I might be tempted. Just for shits and giggles. Well, this is really... uh, Apparently, the South Koreans are taking it pretty seriously. Yeah. A lot of people with terminal illnesses... Oh, yeah. uh, ...who are sort of trying to come to terms with what's happening... Oh, maybe um, I don't want to do it. If I'm getting into the same casket that some sick person got into... (laughs) You might catch it. I don't want to catch, you know, terminal. Whatever... Yeah, the the cancer, right? Yeah, no. Um, also, suicidal folk oh. as a way to kind of try to shock them, like face the grim reality and shock themselves out. Just, I don't know if this is sound psychologically, but it doesn't that's seem what like some people are doing a great idea. But maybe it um, works. And then there is, of course, uh, <laughs> businesses sending employees as part of an motivational <laughs> program. <laughs> Well, uh, we we did go-karts last year. Uh, <laughs> Why don't we all go die for a day? <laughs> what, what, what are we going to do this year? <laughs> oh, pizza? No, 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 no. We're doing death. This and, year we're doing death. <laughs> so I guess after the two and a half hours of this whole thing, right? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they, uh, the participants are told, now you have shed your old self. You are reborn to have a fresh start. Sounds a little... Uh, Little baptism Little hippy-dippy. Little hippy-dippy. Uh, and, you know, the, <laughs> I love this picture. Sorry, people at home, you're not going to be able to see this. But I love this picture of the, the, these participants having a great time. Oh, okay. Just so what, great, what we're great, looking great at is a, a room full of people, almost entirely women, Yeah. Uh, in robes. One of them's weeping. One of them looks very, very <laughs> bored. Uh <laughs> That one looks bored. She, yeah, it looks. I think she looks or morose. Really sad. She's she's had a sad, traumatizing experience. Um, but then after a few minutes, apparently this is what always happens: selfies <laughs> with your casket. <laughs> Hell's yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna you you know I'm updating my status once I get in that casket. <laughs> yeah. Dead now. Be back in ten minutes. <laughs> Dead now, BRB. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so that's kind of a thing, Dan. You can go oh, experience my God. apparently the people come out, they feel transformed, they find a new uh energy for an excitement for life. Sure. Uh they have a new perspective. The uh the, the the entire sales staff that had been, you know, just shit in the bed, mm. just doing a just a terrible job, mm. t- terrible sales numbers. <laughs> uh they feel motivated and they get out there and they 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 sell their wear their wares. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank God. Can you believe it, Dan? I'm serious. I would probably go do that shit. <laughs> And I would actually take it like I would be like, I wonder what I'm going to come up with. I'll I'll meditate for 10 minutes in a casket in a robe and I'll see what happens. Why not just like an isolation tank? 
I'll try that too. Okay. They got All some right. of those out in uh, out in the uh, Fort Union area, I think. Yeah. Just little, do that. little sensory deprivation sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll try it all. Well, if you guys want to deprive yourselves of uh, all the senses, all the senses. <laughs> I guess just turn off our show. But if you want to get in touch with us, you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah. Request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. If you're nice. Hmm. Hey Dan, what? Uh, do you want? <laughs> let's do, want, let's do, do the whole show in weird, uh, annoying yeah. voices. Uh, that sounds fun. <laughs> Yuck! Okay. Uh, I annoyed myself too much just then. Okay, here we go. We are going. We're going to listen to some audio. To, to who was this? It is. Wait, I had it. Wayne uh, Allen. A Wayne Allen Root. Who is Wayne Allen Root? Uh, it's sort of a Trump surrogate, uh, and a Trump, uh, he's a major conspiracy theorist guy, ah. uh, uh, and in this case, he was a guest on a radio show called The Real Side. If you're a Christian, you just can't spend your life worrying about the words of Donald Trump from 11 years ago and 30 years ago, or what women he groped 30 years ago. I don't believe any of it anyway. I believe Donald Trump was... One of the handsomest billionaires that's ever lived. I don't think he ever had a grope a single woman ever. I think they threw themselves at him. So it's all a lie. They all are, you know, they're either Democrats right now and they just want to see Trump lose or they're looking for a payday. They're looking for money and a National Enquirer, $100,000 payoff. Or they really uh, had sex with Donald Trump and now they want to claim it was not consensual because uh, they think there's a payday. Or they, oh, sure. they're liberal and they want to beat him. Right. So it, it's all nonsense. All that matters is the man isn't a perfect Christian. I can tell you that much. The man is the man is what I think. He's a perfect guy sent from God and from, and from central casting to be the vicious guy we needed to save America, save capitalism, fight the Clinton crime cartel and save Christianity from these vicious, vicious people. They're terrible, dirty people. And a nice guy could have never won this war. Only a dirty no. player could win the war. So I think Donald's the perfect guy sent by God to fill the perfect role and save us all. Wow. Uh, handsomest? I, I, You know, I got to agree with him. One of the handsomest billionaires. I think you're forgetting Bill Gates. <laughs> well, in the billionaire category, there's not a lot of competition. <clears throat> but I mean, I that Sultan of Brunei is a looker. <laughs> or, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you're talking about. Those dark brown eyes. Oh yeah. I've never seen a picture of the Sultan of Brunei. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I just. I. I do love that. Uh, so handsome, and so rich. The, the women just fall for him. He doesn't. He. You can't grope the willing. <laughs> they were probably groping his hands Oops. with their breasts, and is what they were doing. Keep those breasts off my hands. Hey. Those are my my hands, my my rights. Do you, you don't make me grope you? Right. Hey. Oh, I was just holding my hand out, and she put her pussy on it. That's just. <laughs> he's a pussy groper. So, uh, the this is the same. 
it's the exact it's the exact same thing. Well, this is the it's, this is the line that you have to go on if if you're going to talk a Christian into voting for this abhorrent man. Yeah, but it's still sexist <laughs> and misogynistic. Oh yeah, horrendous beyond belief. Right, right. Uh, and the fact that he's sitting there and trying to defend him in those terms. Uh, is he a is he a Christian surrogate? I don't know who this he's guy is. He's a Christian is. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's but, just disgusting to me. It's amazing. But here's here's. But I love this line. The line of reasoning is, yeah, he's a bad guy. I mean, he probably didn't grope those women. But yeah, he's a bad guy. Right. But God needed a bad guy. Right. God chose a bad guy. So vote for the bad guy because that's what it's going to take a really bad guy. It's yeah to beat Hillary. Because let me tell you something about God. Way too not power, way not powerful enough to yeah. come up with a good guy who right. could beat Hillary Clinton or create a scenario where <laughs> right. that wretched, horrible crone over there, oh, right, the worst that that she sort of uh, her campaign unravels all in its own because it's evil, right? Yeah, right? like can't... isn't that the isn't that the tale that that they normally try to 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 to, to tell everybody? That, that like the the bad people will have their own undoing, yeah. Right, being bad is its own is it, you'll be punished, but maybe not in this life, and that's the point. <laughs> it's the next life where they're punished. It's in this life you need a in bad person to defeat a bad person. So, okay, let's let's walk this through just a little <laughs> bit. So Donald Trump is in God's hands at the moment, being yep. a terrible person. No. So and doing terrible things. Does that mean that people, he, <laughs> but where does he end up in sort of the, the afterlife scenario? Yeah. Is he, is, does he, does God say, okay, well I used you as a bad person, but you're really a bad person. So you still have to go to hell. Right. Right. You or, still did terrible because things. Because you were a useful tool, even though you were a bad person, you come on, I'll forgive you for all that shit because right. you did help me beat that horrible Clinton it, woman. It, it does seem like the latter must be the case. He, it's he, so he, fucked. <laughs> it's so fucked. Like they're thinking either way, it's fucked. Yeah, you're either God's God's tool, right? Literally, and he's and a tool, figuratively a tool. <laughs> um, and he casts you to hell. Yeah, or because you were you were a useful tool, you, you, you get forgiven for everything. You, you get some indulgences. Was both are abhorrent. Right. Yeah. Well, that worldview is fucked. What's weird is it's almost as if the whole concept of us being sent to hell, getting sorted to heaven or hell, uh, based is, a, is 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 a bullshit concept. Yeah, it's it, almost as if that concept, that idea, doesn't work once you hold it up to any intellectual scrutiny at all. Right. It works for children. Yeah. Right. It's good, good or bad. It's for black and white thinking only. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When there is not any kind of plurality of ideas right. or worldviews or anything. When there's no nuance in the universe, heaven and hell are great concepts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we had some folks write into us. We did. Uh, Chris wrote in. Uh, you remember we talked about um, the... The religion tax in Germany. Ah, yes. Uh, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. And how? And how? You know, unless you're, you're, you choose specifically to opt out by opting out of the church. By opting out of the church, you are going to be paying the the a tax that goes directly to the yeah. church. Yeah. 
this Chris says, hi, guys. I was listening to the episode from last week, and I might have some fun extra information about the Catholic tax in Germany. When I was a Mormon missionary in Germany, I learned that the church tax, as well as the religion classes required in German schools, have their beginnings in the Third Reich. Apparently, uh, in exchange for some good publicity, Hitler and the Nazi party made a deal with the Pope to get the church more money and indoctrination. After the war, the program uh, was kept but expanded to include Protestant churches as well. So now we have one more reason to hate Nazis. Well, that was needed. We probably could <laughs> Oh, use. thank God, because I was starting, they were starting to kind of warm up. Because just can, a little. They can be a little, they can be handsome sometimes and stuff. And that uniform. Right? Very sharp. Good looking uniform. Very sharp. <laughs> and a man in uniform, Dan. <laughs> right? So, yeah, Chris says, love the show. Keep up the good work. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and I looked this up a little bit. I did a little bit of research. I didn't want to just... Uh, you know, take Chris's word for it. <laughs> right. As an ex-Mormon, it's clear now that he's left the Mormon church, he might lie to us. You never know what happens oh, those, when somebody... Those atheists. Those they, apostates. They become unhinged. Not to be trusted. Morally. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like... I mean, the concept was around long before that, but it does seem like like the main thrust, the main stuff all came from, mm-hmm. from deals with the Pope uh, wow. that the Nazis made. Unbelievable. Totally, well, good for them. I find it totally believable. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, seems a little too totally belie- believable. A little too believable. Mm. Why don't we do a voicemail? Well, let's indeed. Uh, let's indulge in a voice. Ooh, this is a uh, young caller. Oh. Um, with uh, sort of a kind of he, he's talking about a situation he's in, and, and maybe we can uh, help him out with some perspective. Maybe. Hello, Misters Frank and Dan. This is Will calling from uh, Georgia, way down in the south here. First of all, just wanted to thank you guys for your amazing podcast. I've been, recently gone back in your history and been uh, listening to your older shows. But um, the reason I'm calling today is I just wanted to uh, tell a quick little story about uh, my algebra teacher. I am a a ninth grader in high school. Yesterday, I was just sitting in class when my teacher suddenly begins a lecture about, um, well, religion, his, uh, Christianity, to be specific. Uh, and he just talks about Jesus. He talks about how all of known history is wrong. And he says that, you know, it's a lie. And, you know, the only truth of history is found in the Bible. And, you know, he said something about gays. I don't remember what it was, but, you know, something about gays. He hates them, I guess, uh, as do most of these fools. And uh, just kept going on about it and uh, just would not stop. As hope you guys find this interesting. Uh, again, thanks for the podcast, and uh, see you guys. Bye. Well, thanks, Will. Uh, sorry about your really dumb math teacher. Uh, math. That's that's pertinent to math, right? Well, yeah, you know. Jeebus. Like the, one of the finest mathematicians. He was, of, of all the saviors, he was the mathiest. The, 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 the Christian theorem. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the Jesus theorem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he was the one that came up with that equation that uh, comes up that that divides loaves and fishes, right? 
<laughs> well, yeah, well, he he figured out how many like he yeah he, he it was a it was a little bit of a word problem yeah right? exactly and he, and he figured out how many loaves and fishes he would actually need to serve the five thousand people right exactly and then uh, yeah exactly uh so here's the deal i don't know if will wants advice he just was telling us a story but uh that's not okay will for that to happen to you no uh and even if- though you've grown up in a place where this stuff probably happens all the damn time. And it's yeah. important that we hear stories like this because yeah. uh, it's tempting to believe that this is going away. Yeah. But it's not. Well, I know in Oklahoma, I mean, teachers just spouted off on religious topics all the time. <laughs> and it just was like, it was a little strange at first after, you know, we moved there. Right. But like, you kind of just settle into it and... You're you're like I wasn't a young atheist kid. I was right. You're a Mormon. I was kid. still a you know mostly believing kid, and so it was kind mostly of just like, mo. And so it was just like, well, okay, they're not like they're not spouting it the way that I'm used to hearing this same bullshit. But it's not that big of a deal, right? Basically but, the same. Basically the same. But it was wrong right there and then. Yeah, just like it's wrong for Will's teacher uh, to be uh, doing the same thing. And by wrong, uh, part of what you mean is illegal. Yes. Uh, assuming, Will, that you're in a public school. Yeah, Will, if you go to a parochial school and you're calling us with this, <laughs> yeah, exactly. kind of a bullshit <laughs> move on your part. <laughs> You'll never guess what happened to me at St. Anne's school. <laughs> <laughs> the nun came in and started talking about, <laughs> about Jesus in <laughs> class i was outraged (laughs) but if you are in a public school uh now here's the thing uh you if it bothers you as much it bothers me that it's happening it may not have bothered you in the moment it wouldn't have bothered me in the moment like i can i'm a strong guy i don't care you can say jesus shit at me and i'm not gonna be mad but i'm mad about the whole thing the whole like breaking of the law bit of it and it's and it's probably endemic However, just know that if you choose to fight this thing, uh, bad shit can happen to you. Yeah. Like people, like you can become not popular in your community. Now, there are ways to deal with that. And you can contact the uh, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Uh, I, I, w- I would contact them. They know how this shit works. They know what happens. Uh, they know uh, how to be anonymous if that's possible. Right. Uh and and you know they're always looking for ways that they can fight this kind of nonsense right and i and i would say one thing to consider will is just uh your whole situation right yes because we don't know if will has if he grew up in an atheist yeah. household will's parents yeah. might be very uh religious exactly in which case you're going to isolate then you're going to you're going to alienate you could cause even more problems for yeah. yourself which is the hard part about this kind of things or this kind of thing because you want to see change happen right right you want to like uh, solve all of the world's problems. Fighting the good fight. <laughs> but we're sometimes all, you can't. We're all warriors fighting the good fight. <laughs> or also you have a life and you don't want to ruin it. So, right. so you know, you make your own decisions. But man, when this, if nothing else, fucking, yeah, tell your story. Yeah. We, we, we're here. We're, we're with you anyway. Yeah. Um, also, uh, that's not true. All the stuff he said about Jesus is not true. <laughs> 
just so that you know. <laughs> just to clarify. Just 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 so that we're on the same page here. Uh, <laughs> history happened and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I th- it, Will sounds like a bright kid. Yeah. I think he knows. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just that's for everybody. I'm just just so nobody's confused. Uh Mitch wrote into us, Hey guys, first and foremost, thanks for the, a lot for the podcast. I discovered it a couple months ago and I'm hooked like a fourteen year old discovering you porn for the first time. Oh. Oh, if I had had you porn when I was fourteen, I don't think I would have left my room. <laughs> Uh, as a for, as a fellow Utah and Exmo, I just wanted to toss my thoughts on the McMullen surge in Utah. We talked about Evan McMullen, the the independent candidate for uh, for president. Yeah, who actually has, though he has so much less nationwide name recognition than any of the other independent candidates, including you know Jill Stein and mm-hmm. and uh, dummy McLibertarian pants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to piss off that one guy that wrote into us. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, uh, Evan McMullen. I always call him Evan McMormon. Right. Uh, anyway. That's what he is. Uh, he says, um, yeah, I, every election season, the LDS Church releases, releases a statement of how they're going how, about how they're politically neutral and don't endorse candidates. And this election cycle was no different, except I found it curious that the church included one sentence not commonly found in their typical PR spun non-endorsement. Quote, principles compatible with the gospel may be found in various political parties, and members should seek candidates who best embody those principles. Hmm. Uh, McMullen's surge in poll numbers immediately followed this year's statement. Wow. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, Thanks again, Mitch. I think it's interesting. I I actually have been following several uh like Facebook threads and stuff. Like some of my friends are my sort of flashpoints for how how I watch the Mormon community. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I saw and there was one thread that was about McMullen. It was one of my Mormon friends questioning McMullen. Oh, okay. Just like, "Hey, does anybody actually know anything about this guy because we really don't. Like right. he's not been vetted by anybody." Right. He's just he says uh what he did in the CIA but the CIA refuses to confirm that he was, you know, they they can't Even confirm in, in the CIA. No, no, we know he was in the CIA, mm-hmm. but we don't know that he was like in charge of things in the Middle East or whatever and right. you know, he claims not to speak Arabic and then somebody claims that he does speak Arabic. There's a lot of mystery surrounding this guy. A lot of information and misinformation? Yes. Sounds like he was a spy. Spion. I spy. I don't know why I went to German for a second there. I think that's German for spy. And if it is, why the fuck do I know what's German for spy? I don't know, Dan. Anyway, um, uh, but this same print, this same uh, line from that PR thing, uh, from from that uh, uh, press release, was used two different ways by different Mormons. Uh One person said that uh, you know. That means you should just you you should find the candidate. It was like it was sort of against the spoiler argument. Find the candidate that means the most that that most lives that most comports with the gospel principles, and then vote for them, whoever they happen to be. Right. Which is which is what it says. Right. Uh, and then the other one, and somebody uh, and somebody else, and that to, to them meant that you had to vote for Evan McMullen. Okay. And then the other person was like, "Well, you know that it's 
it, it's all they're saying. They're actually saying that you can vote for any party. So that means that you can vote for Hillary. <laughs> like they're everybody's looking for excuses. Why? Because all the reasons not to vote for Donald Trump. Right. Well, was yeah. anybody spinning? Oh, this sounds like to me. Well, I mean, you, you could use it to vote for Donald Trump if you have no moral center whatsoever, <laughs> I suppose. But I think Mormons, this is the Mormon conundrum, well, right? Mormons, right. like everybody, like all conservatives in this country are kind of like looking at Donald Trump going, not all conservatives, but like a lot of, uh, all, the, all the like real conservatives who are, who are just, who are, you know, old school Republicans, no, mm-hmm. they don't want Donald Trump. No. So, uh, yeah, they're looking for any reason not to vote for him, but they're worried that it'll hand the, oh the election God. over to Hillary. Oh, not her. Oh, anyway, anyway uh, got some people to thank. Dan, we do have some people to thank. Uh, and I'm going to start. Okay. Because, uh, because we have a, a, a donor who, who said no need to, to thank him because uh-huh. he's already a Patreon donor. Uh-huh. He's already been beatified. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or whatever. But then he gave us, a, he just he just sent us a one-time donation, another one-time donation. Well, isn't that nice? Just really sweet. So thanks, That's, David. Yeah. You are, thank you so much. Uh, you are a, a prince among men. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, then, and, and now we get to the uh, the holy people. <laughs> Whom do we have? Whom do we have? Well, we have three new members of the faithful, Dan. In nomine Patriot, Filiat, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. We have Adrian, Matt, and Todd. So oh. thank you guys. And then we have one new beatified Ooh. listener. Oh, beatification is a glorious Ooh, it's thing. It's a step to sainthood. It is. Uh, Yasmin. Oh, wow. Well, um, and so... Where does this put us on our on on the road to our goal? We are ninety percent there. Ninety percent to 90%. our first goal. We're so close, so close. Uh, but I have to remind you that like people stop giving too. So like, it takes it takes several people to get us uh, stepping up to our goal. Yeah. So join the saintly. Yes. Join join the 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 the, the flock. The holy. The holy. Join the holy ones. Yeah, Kyrie eleison, you And then, of course, Judy's still our savior. Current savior is still Judy. <laughs> you could achieve savior status. You just you, have to outbid her. You, it's, it, it'll cost you. Join up. Be our savior. In the name of the Frank and the Dan and the somebody else. <laughs> and Amen. The, and the McKinsey on Facebook. <laughs> Dan! What? We have to talk about something. Is it Jack Chick? <laughs> I can't even say his name. Jack Chick. Jack Chick. Jack Who, Chick. How did he get that name? Uh, that, uh, Was he really John Chick? Well. And I, then went by Jack, I, I, as I, so many Johns do. I haven't looked at his Wikipedia page. I don't know. He, was just, he just went by Jack Chick. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a punchier name. Yeah. Jack Chick. Yeah. Jack Chick. It's it's almost hard to say. It's almost difficult. <laughs> I don't know that it's hard. Uh, he he has now died at the age of ninety two, the 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 spry ripe old age of ninety two. Yeah, 
and he has left behind him quite the legacy. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I had actually seen some of these. Oh, really? But I wasn't fully aware that it was who who they who did them. Yeah, and that they were that these were the famous chick tracks. Yeah, you know, because they, they, there was a familiarity, if nothing else, just in tone. Maybe oh. I hadn't seen the actual the actual trick chick tracks uh-huh but uh the jack chick tracks jack chick tracks um but um but i never really stopped and considered them right and who oh. because usually you look at like one or two panels and either you throw them away because <laughs> ah or you laugh your head off which honestly so growing up in utah i grew up here in salt lake city yeah yeah we i never saw these right and now i'm super disappointed because they're amazing <laughs> these are the most amazing thing i want a collection well the world according to jack is a really interesting world it's a crazy it, well it's a terrifying world it's a terrifying world for one there's demons lurking everywhere oh they're just everywhere um and such uh such a thought processes as this this one is it's just a, a clip all by itself mm. it's picking up one week later from something i think we can assume what once uh, we once we get into it okay there's a man in a, in a trench coat uh walking around it looks like a high-rise apartment oh yeah there's a wingback chair in front of a fireplace right, right so some posh probably new york setting oh, just dear. making some assumptions here oh dear very that's evil. what this is all based on right it's just oh yeah just a, you you're safe to make assumptions <laughs> with a chick track he wants you to and so he's thinking to himself it's all over everything's ashes bobby died of aids jim od'd and don is into vampirism hmm oh hey what's this little book doing in my pocket <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> Let's see what it says. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I've been a fool. Please save me. <laughs> wow. It works that quick. One week later, I, I assume the scene before was complete debauchery. Oh. Some, some kind of nightclub scene or partying scene where uh, Bobby was there, Jim was there, yeah. and Don was there, as well as whoever this guy is. And in one week, Bobby contracted hiv mm. it turned to full-blown AIDS. oh jesus and he died yeah jim you oh. know smoked a little marijuana at this party oh there's no such right? thing as a little marijuana and then he in one week got into heroin <laughs> and od'd yeah and uh and don i who the fuck knows but he ended up a vampire <laughs> this is you have to understand so these are little books right and people <laughs> We'll give these out uh, all over the place. Uh, you know, you might you might have if you you know if you lived in the South or whatever, you might have been handed one while you were at you know waiting for the bus. You might have been. Here's the really thing. I was looking through the uh, the uh, Chick Publications website, and uh, I was I was like, oh, Halloween's coming up. I'll click on the Halloween section because <laughs> maybe he wrote a Chick track about how demons. You know, if you dress as a witch, you're probably going to be magically a witch, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> oh, no. It's not telling you don't do Halloween. It's telling you buy 
shitty chick tracks and give them to the kids instead of candy. Oh my god. You're a don't be that person. Do not be that. Do well, none of our listeners not. are going to be that person. But oh my god, how much do you fucking hate that house if you're a kid? <laughs> like that is the fucking worst house. Apparently, you can you can get chick tracks rolled with candy. So like it's oh like a chick god. track wrapped around some Smarties and with like a rubber band or whatever. Right. Oh my god, all of this would piss me the fuck off like you would not believe. <laughs> Oh, well, here's one. I love this scene. Uh, there's this kid on a on the ground. Yeah. And there's a guy hovering over him. Looks like maybe a EMT, maybe. Some mm. kind of medical responder. He's, he's putting a mouth mask, you know, little breathing mask thing on him. Sure. Right? And then there's, like, there's people standing around. Uh, there's a kid with, like, a, a pentagram on the back of his shirt. Oh right. yeah, and other other such kids as they do, and you hear from the crowd, "Hey, that's Bobby. What happened?" And the EMT says he overdosed on speed. <laughs> and one of the kids says, "Is he gonna die?" Um, let's see. Uh, someone else says, "Oh no, Bobby told me he was gonna do it. I didn't believe him." And the kid, <laughs> the kid uh, with the pentagram on his back. Oh, I didn't notice this. He uh, has a joint. In his hands. Nice. Uh, and some smoke's coming out of his mouth. And he's thinking, wow, what a drag. <laughs> and then this other kid says, hey, guys, look at this. It's Bobby. All while there's a cop in kind of a chips sort of uniform. Oh, yeah. And he says, stand back, please. And the kid just, yeah, he's just lying there. He's, his hand's kind of twitching. Oh, dear. He's thinking, gasp. I don't know why he's not saying gasp, but he's thinking it. Gasp. Yeah. yeah. Thought bubbles. Oh, my God. Gasping in your thought bubbles. You got to imagine, <laughs> yeah. like, these are like comic books uh, where there's no superhero but Jesus. Usually, here's the thing about all of these chick tracks. They are amazing because they're all just shitty things happen to you, and then you go straight to hell. It's amazing. Like, And a lot of these actually end up in hell. <laughs> there's one. There's a good one. Where Mormon missionaries come? <gasps> no. Yeah, it's it, it's uh, it, yeah, it's called the visitors, <laughs> and it's uh, it you know it starts with a, a an older lady who looks a little like uh, I, she's got she, she's like a librarian. She's she's got her hair, hair pulled back in a bun and glasses. She's talking to a young girl who's like, and the first panel has this older lady saying. Your mother is crazy to let you go to Africa as a nurse. And the girl, the young girl's like, whoa, please, no fights, Aunt Fran. I came by for a visit. Let's be friends. <laughs> My God. Well, okay, it's your life. I won't say any more. But your mother will be sorry. Mark my words. And then, like, ding dong. Oh, I invited the Mormon missionaries over is how this thing goes. And then... The uh yeah, the the girl kind of schools the missionaries. She she tells them all about uh you know, how the Bible re what the Bible really says uh -huh. and shame puts them to shame. There's another one where the where a guy puts a Muslim to shame by knowing so much about Muslim history that is probably based on truth, but like is bullshit and all, right. all this it's just so crazy. <laughs> it is 
the best kind of crazy. Some one of the most famous ones uh-huh. is the one about uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, do you have that one pulled up? Um, I don't have. I, there was actually I wanted to do one before that. Okay, there's some audio. There's a little clip that we want to play. With oh, that that's one. true. Um, this one is. Uh, this one's amazing, Dan. Yeah. So it's two panels, right? Okay. The first panel has a nice looking uh, guy in a suit, middle aged, holding a sign. He's got a Bible in one hand, and it says, "Homosexuality is an abomination." Uh-huh. See Leviticus twenty. Okay, we, sure. We know who this guy is, yeah. right? And then running up behind him are two cops. Oh. And one of the cops says, "Stinking straight." Right, he's calling him a straight. Oh, st- oh, yes. You straight. You straight. And the other cop says, "You're under arrest." And then the next panel, uh, the one of the cops has his billy club out, and he's he's smacked the guy across the head, uh, really fucking hard. His glasses have fallen off, and uh, and one of the cops says, "That's a hate crime," and the other one says, "You devil! Nobody stops my parade." <laughs> okay, so like, I, I don't know, maybe this was at like a gay pride parade or something like that. And then, uh, oh yeah, here's a here's a guy, middle aged balding man in uh, the 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 leather straps. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, like, uh, like bondage gear. Bondage gear. Yeah, exactly. He and he's he says, "I'll tear him to pieces." And then there's a drag queen mm. running up from behind, and sh- uh, and 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 she's saying. Kill him! <laughs> right. Oh, I've this is where to, the world's going, Dan. I've been to pride parades. That's exactly how they are. <laughs> this is not. They are not fucking around at those pride parades. <sighs> oh my god! There's there's a uh, there's a famous chick track called the called the Death Cookie. <laughs> uh, which okay. I I didn't read the whole thing, but it seems to be about how the devil is going to trick us all uh starting back in ancient Egypt by uh by having them pray over little wafers uh-huh and told that uh that a miracle had happened and that the wafers had turned into the flesh of the sun god Osiris <laughs> and then flash forward a little ways there's another religion praying on over wafers cookies Trying to trying to trick people. Oh it's yeah, it's the Catholics. Of course, they're turning. They're doing magic tricks too, turning oh, their wafers into into are. their god. Oh, but that's not real. That's not that's <laughs> not how it works. No, but the best one, and you guys should definitely look this up. Okay, is Dark Dungeons. <gasps> dun dun dun. Dark Dungeons. Yeah, tell us tell us that one, Dan. Or do we want to play the clip? I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do some uh, some of the panels here for okay, you. Okay, yeah. Let's do opening that. panel. In- imagine a bunch of people sitting around a big table, a big dining room table, somebody's house. There's a nice plant hanging from the ceiling, sliding doors. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there's a board out on the table with some figurines on it. And one of the people is back behind a sort of a a a a, 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 demarca- a, a, a little shield, a little shield, a little, little blind, so yeah. you can't see what's going on. She can look over the top, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why words weren't working in my brain. 
<laughs> I'm not even, I don't even know. She, she says, I, do I have the right one in mind? Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. I think you've got it. Okay. Uh, okay, wizard, she says, uh-huh. cast your spell. Oh. Okay, dungeon master, a young woman says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My spell of light blinds the monster. Oh, yeah. They're playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yay. Now, already we know that something has gone horribly wrong because there are girls playing. It's a mixed gender game of Dungeons and Dragons. Are you suggesting I don't that, think that's happened in the history of the world. Do, are you suggesting <laughs> that maybe Jack Chick didn't really know the D&D culture? He didn't. He, I, don't, I don't think he delved too deep. <laughs> he didn't do like... He didn't infiltrate. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Next panel. The thief, Black Leaf, did not find the poison trap, (gasps) and I declare her dead. No. To which uh, another player says, no, not Black Leaf. No, no, I'm going to die. Don't make me quit the game. Please don't. Somebody save me. You can't do this. (gasps) And and the other girl says, Marcy, get out of here. You're dead. You don't exist anymore. And then... And then the next one, the next panel, this is really good. Uh, oh, no. Everybody else seems to have left. Oh. But uh, Debbie has stayed behind with the dungeon master, oh. who is now, I'm going to call her dungeon mistress, because she, oh, yeah. she looks like she's, she might be wearing leather. She's got long, Woo-woo. dark hair. Yeah. She turns to Debbie, little innocent Debbie, in her ponytails, oh. or her pigtails. She's got, like, little cute oh, little things. cute cat. Debbie, your cleric has been raised to the eighth level. I think it's time you learn how to really cast spells. <gasps> you mean you're going to teach me how to have the real power? <sighs> yes. You have the personality for it now. I knew it wasn't a game. <laughs> and then it cuts to a big room with people all in robes, a giant pentagram on the floor. Oh, no. And the phrase, and the words, this isn't a, a bubble, nobody's saying this. The intense cult training through D&D prepared Debbie to accept the invitation to enter a witch's coven. Oh, my God. That's a bit much. In Jack Chick's world, everything that isn't Jesus leads you to misery, death, dismemberment. And then eventually you wind up in hell, uh, tormented by demons, even if you were a good person. If you didn't believe enough in Jesus. Yeah. Oh, it's so too bad. It's amazing. So sad. The world will miss Jack Chick. Uh, I will now. I have to go through and I might actually order his tracks. You can get a, a, a pack of the most popular titles for under $10. I might. Just I'm, get them. I might have to get them. Just get them, Dan. It's, uh, get them. It's delightful. Okay. It's delightful. If if anybody wants to uh, to sponsor that, go go to patreon.com and then and then you'll be the official chick chat chick track sponsor <laughs> for TGIA. <laughs> I'll bring them with the, with us when I come to your town. It's amazing. Uh it's amazing. So RIP Jack Chick. I sincerely hope that the afterlife is nothing like you imagined for your sake. Yeah, no kidding. It's horrifying. Oh my god. Oh, well, if you have anything you want to say about Jack Chick uh, and his and his tracks, I'm guessing a bunch of you have had some interesting personal experiences with him. You can write to us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 
888-528-8442. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And, you know, if you're looking for a closed group to join... A, a group where, you, well, everyone's looking for a closed group. But in this case, if you're looking for a group that will provide you with a space where uh, nobody will have to know, nobody on your Facebook wall will know that you're atheist if you don't want them to know. And you'll, you'll find a group of very supportive, uh, good uh, atheist people. And you can uh, find that group by searching for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and then requesting to join. Yep. Uh, you know, like I said, it's closed group, but we will let you Oh, hey, uh, I want to give a huge thanks to our donors. It's amazing that you're that you're willing to step up like that and it and it makes uh, things possible. So, yeah. So thank you so much to you. Thank you very much. And thanks to Mackenzie for all of her help on Facebook. Yeah. Thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thanks to you, dear listener, for listening. We sure do appreciate it when you do. Bye. Bye.